peoples of the Worldwide Federated Internet. What's good? figured it out. I have figured it out. You might be asking, what have you figured out? I have figured out the problem with freedom. The problem with freedom is you are free to not care, being a little facetious and a little serious. You don't have to care. Many people don't care. I want to read the Bill of Rights. Um, For some, you've probably in your lifetime heard references from the Bill of Rights. You've probably heard some things quoted from the Bill of Rights. You've heard some of the amendments read, but you've probably actually never heard the whole thing read and you've probably never read it yourself. Luckily, in this podcast blog video era many times you don't have to read things yourself somebody else will come along that'll read it and you can listen along so i'm going to do that for you today and express some of my opinions on what where i think the problems we face stem from or at least where some of them come from this is the Bill of Rights of the United States Constitution. I'm going to attempt to read it from beginning to end. Excuse me as I trip over my words, as I often do. You can read along with me if you want. Go get a copy and read for yourself if you want. Anyway, the conventions of a number of the state having at the time of their adopting the Constitution expressed a desire in order to prevent misconstruction or abuse of its powers that further declaratory and restrictive clauses should be added. Now, I want you to take note to that because one of the biggest problems I see with people's understanding of the U.S. Constitution and understanding particularly of the Bill of Rights is they don't know why we have a Bill of Rights. In case there was any confusion in your mind as to why the Bill of Rights is here, the Bill of Rights is here to restrict the U.S. government. You must understand that. You you must. It is a it is of necessity for you to understand this, to understand how the Bill of Rights was supposed to and should be applied. And as extending the ground of public confidence in the government will best ensure the beneficent ends of its institution. Founding fathers thought that restricting the government and making sure the government had restrictions would give people confidence. Boy, what a difference from what we have today. 
resolved by the Senate and the House of Representatives of the United States of America in Congress assembled two thirds of both houses concurring that the following articles be proposed to the legislatures of the several states as amendments to the U.S. Constitution of the United States, all or any of which articles when ratified by three-fourths of the said legislatures to be valid to all intents and purposes as part of the said Constitution. Articles in addition to the amendment of the Constitution of the United States of America proposed by Congress and ratified by the legislatures of the several states pursuant to the fifth article of the original Constitution. All right. Amendment one. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances. Amendment two. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Amendment three. No soldier in time of peace. Uh, no, no soldier shall in time of peace be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner nor in time of war, but in manner to be prescribed by law. Amendment four, the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. Amendment five, no person shall be held to answer for capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a uh, presentment of indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising um, in the land or naval forces or in the militia when in actual service in time of war or, or, or public danger, nor shall any person be subject for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb, nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself, nor be deprived of life liberty or property without due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. Amendment six, in all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right of speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state 
and district wherein the crime shall have been committed with uh, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law and to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation to be confronted with the witnesses against him to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor and to have assistance counsel uh, of counsel for his defense. Amendment seven. Um, in suits uh, at common law where the value in controversy shall exceed $20, the right of trial by jury shall be preserved and no fact tried by jury shall be otherwise re-examined in any court of the United States than according to the rules of the common law. Amendment 8. Excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. Amendment 9. The enumeration and the constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to do not to deny or disparage others um, retained by the people. Amendment 10. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the uh, to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. When you hear these amendments, if you are paying attention, you already heard many that have been violated. And again, as I said, the problem with freedom is that you're free not to care. The thing is, people, generally speaking, don't care until they have to care. And normally, when you have to care, it is at that point too little, too late. Now, I want you to listen to this. I'm sure everybody remembers stop and frisk. You probably all remember that. Now, this is my argument. It doesn't matter if something done has a good benefit if it violates the U.S. Constitution, because if that's the way we govern, if we govern by what benefits versus our rule of law, then what benefits is subjective. It, that's, that's, that's subject to whoever's saying that this thing benefits. I want you to listen to this again. All right, listen very carefully to the Fourth Amendment. The right of people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable search and seizures shall not be violated and no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or Things to be seized. The problem with stop and frisk is it completely violated this. 
And when it comes to the Bill of Rights, the Bill of Rights is non-negotiable. This is not something that any one of the states who agreed to be part of the Union can violate. As a matter of fact, let's go back down to Amendment, I believe it's um, 10. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people. All of the states who agreed to this, agreed to be part of the Union, agreed to fall under the Bill of Rights agreed to fall under the U.S. Constitution. If you, uh, let's see, Amendment 9, the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed, uh, construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. We have a deficit of concern and that deficit of concern is what leads to laws that don't make sense. I'll, I'll give you an example. You, when you read the First Amendment, it says Congress shall make no law disrespecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free, the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people to peaceably or peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Congress can't make a law barring your respective religion or respecting any respective religion. They have to stay completely out of that. This is so the, the idea of the, the separation of church and state has been misunderstood it's you don't you won't find that in the U.S. Constitution. But the idea is Congress can't make a law for a specific religion, nor can they prohibit a specific religion. That's the point. That is the separation of church and state. That means that it is not the job of the government to respect nor prohibit any religion. But have most people today tell it to you. And that means that religion can't be mentioned um, amongst people who happen to be in government positions. That's, that's nonsense. How many of you would be in favor of a license to speak freely? You'd probably think that was ridiculous, right? We have a, we have a first amendment, right? I don't need a license for something that is recognized in the Bill of Rights as a right that I have. I'm going to show you something. The Second Amendment, and look, this is, when you talk, now I've talked about several things, but if you talk about the Second Amendment, what people will take from the video is that's all you're talking about. It's not all I'm talking about. This is not, so there's many out there, I understand that believe you shouldn't have guns. I get it. This is not that argument. Whether you should or shouldn't have a gun, this is not that argument. This is an argument for whether you care about our laws 
whether our laws matter or they don't. The Second Amendment says a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That word infringed means actively break the terms of a law or agreement. So this is, this is something that's non-negotiable. The right we have to keep and bear arms, it, it shouldn't be infringed. Another part of the definition is to act so as to limit or undermine. That's a very specific word. That means that nothing about your Second Amendment right can be limited. Now, with that in mind, I want you to think about how many laws limit. Well, you can't have this and you can't have that. Well, this is reasonable that you shouldn't be able to have this and you shouldn't be. No, it's not reasonable. If it violates the U.S. Constitution, it is not reasonable. And this is the reason why I chose to read every one of the Bill of Rights. This is something that should concern all of us because, again, the problem with freedom is you're free not to care. You see, there, there might be amendments you don't care about. Right? Illegal search and seizure. You might not care about that. But if you don't care about that, what happens when they come for the amendment you do care about? Let's say it's free speech you care about. What happens when they come for that? You see, for years, we've been, we the people, not the government, we the people, the American people have been asleep at the wheel. This is one of the reasons I believe the U.S. Constitution should be read. It is not the Bible. It is not perfect law, but it is the law of our land. The Apostle Paul was very familiar with the law of the land by which he was a earthly citizen of. I think it's, I think it's very prudent for us to be familiar with the laws that we are under. These things will be eroded one law at a time, one ship at a time, if we don't pay attention to what's going on. And part of me think that is what some of the powers that be are banking on. They're hoping people don't start paying attention. They're hoping that people stay asleep as long as humanly possible. Because as long as people are asleep, they can whittle away at the Bill of Rights one thing at a time. We already see why the founders established this, why these amendments were added. It was to restrict the government, thus giving people more confidence. 
So it's clear to me that the founding fathers felt very, I wouldn't say strongly. I'm, I know there were, there were probably, I'm confident there were many of them that didn't agree, but many of the founding fathers and the people felt like a government that was restricted can be trusted. An unrestricted government is out of control, probably shouldn't be trusted at all. And I think we are headed there, if not already there, where we have an unrestricted government, no restraints. And the, the problem with that is this is a saying. I don't I don't know where the the originator of this saying is. I, I don't know who to quote us from, but absolute power corrupts absolutely. That's true. That is true. You give a person absolute power and absolute control, and they will do whatever they want with no regard for you or anyone else. Read your constitution, pay attention to these laws that are seeking to be passed. And if they violate the constitution, say something about it to your representatives. They should be held accountable to the law of our land. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.